Welcome to Cracking One Open, a show about booze, news, and pop culture reviews. <laughs> I wish you told me you were going to do that. <laughs> no, you don't get to know. Fine. Only I know. And I didn't even know. But now I know because I've done it. <laughs> Welcome back to a very special episode, Battle of the Pumpkin Beers. That's right. We're doing something a little different for you guys this time around. We've got six different beers from six different breweries, um, all located in the New England area, um, some of which we have had before, some of which we have not. Yes, it is not purposely from the New England area. Uh, Dogfish Head. We just happen to love our pumpkin stuff. (laughs) Yes, we like pumpkin. Dogfish Head does have a pumpkin beer, um, but it was all sold out um, when I went to go get the selection. I do like Dogfish Head beer. Um, Yeah, Dogfish Head is pretty solid. But for the most part, yeah, you seem to only get the pumpkin beers. Most, a majority of your pumpkin beers come from the New England area. Yeah, because fall. Yeah, it's um, there's very few good things about the fall, folks. I'm gonna let you know now. And it's Halloween, the ability to wear jackets, because anyone who knows me knows I'm quite the jacket whore. Yep. And fall beers. Fall beers are some of the best beers. Fall beers are a definite perk. I happen to be a fall baby. My birthday is in October, so I love the fall. Sorry. Halloween. Halloween is the only good thing about the fall. Halloween. (laughs) Halloween. So which one of these would you like to crack open first? (laughs) Um, Well, let's do, let's start with, um, and we have had most of these before. Um, I think there's two that we have not had. Right. Or at least maybe only once. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the shipyard because I know that that seems to be the lightest um, of the pumpkin. So let's start ourselves off with something light. That's perfect because that's actually first on my list. Okay. <laughs> so up first is Shipyard Brewing Company's Pumpkinhead. And Shipyard is out of Portland, Maine. And they describe this as a crisp, refreshing wheat ale with an ABV of 4.5% and an IBU or bitterness uh, rating of 18, which is definitely on the lower end of the scale, um, which I guess makes sense seeing as it's a wheat ale. And it has delightful aromatics and a subtle spice flavor with a proprietary blend of spices, including cinnamon and nutmeg. A proper pint of pumpkin head is served in a pint glass rimmed with sugar and cinnamon, Mm. um, which a lot of the restaurants around here do. And it's awesome. But I didn't know that it's also recommended to be accompanied by a shot of spiced rum or vanilla vodka. Do you want me to go grab some spiced rum real quick? (laughs) In fact, they actually have a link to a list of like 20 different cocktail recipes. Some of them sound really friggin' good. And it's all on the website. So, for example, there's a pumpkin head peat and ginger that has spiced rum, ginger beer, pumpkin head, and then you rim the glass with ginger candy. Ooh. Um, Or a pumpkin head sangria that has slices of apple and orange, bourbon, hard cider, and pumpkin head, which also sounds fantastic. Then there are some questionable ones where uh, you mix pumpkin with Godiva liqueur, Kahlua, and coffee. The Godiva to me seems unnecessary. I don't know. I'm okay um, with all of this, and I'm not even a big chocolate guy. <laughs> or the mimosa, where you literally just add orange juice to it. That sounds... Oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, most of them do sound good, and they are really creative ways to use the beer. Although, uh, 
before we go further, mm-hmm. there's a weed ale. Mm-hmm. So it's blue moon mm-hmm. and that's mixed with orange. So uh, Okay. Okay. I mean, but it's orange juice, but whatever. All right, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also a list of a few ideas to how to cook with it, um, including cupcakes, pancakes, pumpkin pie, whoopie pie, chili, and orange cranberry sauce. And all of these ideas sound really good. And I'm probably going to try at least one of them. I was going to say, where are my cupcakes and whoopie pies? <laughs> so I will get back to you guys on how that turns out. And with that, let's... uh crack it open all right all right here we go this might be our first bottle on air oh because everything is cans nowadays yeah yeah i think the only thing we've done in a bottle was the uh unreleased pilot episode (laughs) it's true are we just sharing the bottle between us that's what i figured okay well i'm going first fine cheers cheers so we only have one bottle each because we don't want to get um, trash, trash on a Thursday six, night. <laughs> there are six bottles. I mean, the way my job works, there is no weekend. So well, it's okay, fine for fair. me. <laughs> so what I really like about Shipyard uh, Pumpkinhead is it is so light. Mm-hmm. You do just get you can you can have this at a bar when you're eating or at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. You can have this with, with dinner mm-hmm. because it is so light. It is not like a dark ale. It is not a porter. It is. A wheat beer. So even when you pour it in the glass, it, it comes out, it's got a very light color. Yeah. And that makes it. Oh, it's so cinnamon sugary. I love it. You, you get the hints of cinnamon right off the bat, uh, mm-hmm. which is why it pairs so well with the uh, cinnamon sugar rim. Mm-hmm. Actually, Shipyard, I bought in a uh, six pack because it wasn't available individually where I went, like most of the other bottles. So I bought the six pack just to have it. And yesterday I did rim the glass with pumpkin maple syrup mm-hmm. and then put the cinnamon sugar around that uh, and it was spoiler fantastic <laughs> you want to do your thing while you talk about the the bottle art right so shipyard obviously as the name suggests is big on ships boats mm-hmm. and so they have a lot of that on their logo obviously this one's got a dark blue coloring and then it's got very orange colors denoting hey this is going to be pumpkin and the logo has some nautical stuff behind it, but then it looks like John Adams. <laughs> it's possible. They, they, didn't, they didn't reference any particular uh, historical figure. I, I'd have to get back to you on that. I, I did not do my research about who that guy is. Wouldn't that be like Ichabod Crane? It would be. Did you say this was Maine? Yes. Why does it say Rochester, New York? Oh, interesting. Conflicting reports. On the website, it said Portland, Maine. Wow, that if that's true, then that means all of these beers are either Connecticut or New York. <laughs> Please hold. Beer from Maine. Maybe some of it is brewed in New York. So while looking at this bottle, folks, we've come to a conclusion that some of Shipyard's beer must be brewed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So although their website and their information about the beer does not say it, this particular beer was actually brewed in their Rochester, New York area. I guess shipyard's big enough to have multiple brewing areas, and this is where they brew the shipyard. So this absolutely could be Ichabod Crane or the Headless Horseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that would make sense if it's from New York. And that's who's on the cover. It's a, it's a statue of a man riding a horse, and in place of his head is a cartoon pumpkin, and in place of whatever he's holding, probably a sword or saber, is a beer, a cartoon beer, um, which kind of works. It's a very simple logo, but it gets the point across. Pumpkinhead is pretty much available if you're in the Northeast. I would say pretty much everywhere. Yeah, um, Pumpkinhead is available. It's 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 one of the wider, di- widely distributed ones. Yeah, sure. I would say of of all the fall ones, this is definitely the most wide 
like every restaurant carries the, the shipyard. And for good reason, probably because it drinks so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. It's low alcohol volume. It's 4.5 as mm-hmm. opposed to some of the other ones, which we'll get to, which are a little higher. Mm-hmm. And it's drinkable with pretty much everything. Yep. Agreed. What I really like about it is if you don't wait to get the flavors, it is just a kind of a sweet spiced beer. Yeah. Um, in a way. And then if you really focus on the notes, you do get that pumpkin. You get that cinnamon, nutmeg kind of the, the flavors we associate the with pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie spices. Yeah. yeah. Which is what, for the most part, pumpkin beer is, is the spices that go on pumpkin pie. Very seldom when you get pumpkin flavored coffee or pumpkin flavored beer, do you get straight up, straight pumpkin. up pumpkin. You get the other flavors that are in a pumpkin pie. So that you associate with a pumpkin because pumpkin by itself is not. I mean, it's, it's pretty bland. Yeah, it's okay. Roasted pumpkin seeds are really good. True. So yeah, that's Shipyard. Do you want another sip? Um, Not right now. Let's okay, move so on. I'm going to put it away. Maybe we'll do a sip off at the end when all of them have been opened. All next right. up. I'll let you choose. Uh, well, next on my list is the Blue Point Brewing Company Mother Pumpkin Ale. All right. Now, I love Blue Point, but I can't remember if I've had this or not. I'm pretty I sure I might have, have had it once, but okay. I'm not positive. I know I haven't had it. So Blue Point is out of Patchog, is it Patchog or Patchogue, Long Island? I would say Patchog. Yeah. Um, strangely, there's literally no information about this beer ex- even existing on their website. It kind of looks like they haven't updated their seasonals since the summertime, hmm. which is a little disappointing. But I was able to gather some descriptions from other websites so we can expect a golden orange colored ale. At 5.5% ABV, it's mild with a little bit bitterness and a malty backbone. Um, it has spicy characteristics, again, of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice. Mm. And the overall sweetness is reminiscent of the flavor of a pumpkin pie. Cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove were consistently mentioned in the, in the reviews, while only a few people mentioned detecting notes of things like cardamom, maple, honey, and brown sugar, which all, all pretty much makes sense. It checks. And a lot of people described it as watery. So that's not terribly appealing. I don't know. We've had a bunch of different beers from from Blue Point and they were all really good. So I hope that this one isn't as meh as it gets online. Listen, Blue Point, I'll, I'll vouch for you. I haven't had this yet right now. I might have had in the past, but your other beers are fantastic. Yeah. The blueberry toasted lager is one of your like the, solid summer go to's. The blueberry is fantastic. Their regulators, Blue Point. Toasted is really good. Mm-hmm. Just it's all pretty solid beer. So bottoms up. Bottoms up. You know, I get the watery. I do get that. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. It makes it a little more drinkable than, you know, a harsher ale. Yeah. But I mean, I think that the spices kind of make up for that. Yeah. It is I, way I spicier than the pumpkin head. Agreed. I think it kind of it almost needs to be. Quote unquote, I don't know if watery is the right word for it. I'm using it because you put it in my brain. Yeah. So it's in there. It's not the most sexy word. It's not the most appealing kind of word, but it's not necessarily a negative. Exactly. It just is. But yeah, there's definitely a lot more going on in terms of spice. Yeah, I would say like the shipyard pumpkin head. I really get that that cinnamon, the cinnamon forward. I really get that kind of maybe the allspice, the, the, the things that are generically pumpkin. Yeah. Whereas with the mother pumpkin ale, I get things that maybe- I'm getting allspice and clove for sure. I get a lot of clove. Yeah. And clove isn't necessarily what I would consider fall. Yeah. I consider clove more more like winter and Christmas. So I don't know if necessarily I would 
I mean, it, it's a fall beer because it's not an ale. It's not a porter. It's it's not a stout. I think it's it's too light to be considered a winter beer. This mm-hmm. is definitely a later fall, a late fall beer. Yeah, yeah. I guess not. I wouldn't I wouldn't serve this at a Halloween party necessarily. No. It, it, it so it, this is making me feel something of of later times mm-hmm. in the year, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. You get that. No, it's just it feels like a very timely beer. Like I, yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable drinking that most of the year. <laughs> right. This makes me feel later in the year. You really don't get that pumpkin. I don't really get a lot of pumpkin. No, I get that ginger. I get that um, clove. I'm not getting much of the allspice or no. the uh, cinnamon. No, not a lot of cinnamon at all. So while this is a fall beer, you know what I would have this Thanksgiving? This is the Thanksgiving beer. Oh, yeah. And, you that's know, true. you do yep. serve pumpkin pie and Thanksgiving time and all that. So maybe mm-hmm. that's what Blue Point was going for is something to break away from, like, because in at least in New England, any of our listeners from like California or like the Midwest, I don't know if it's the same there. Mm-hmm. But like when you go to a liquor store and you want something pumpkin, it's it's starting to get kind of overcrowded. Yeah. Your pumpkin items are all like Halloween. So, I mean, a Thanksgiving niche, I mean, is not a bad way to go. Although the bottle itself doesn't really lend itself toward Thanksgiving. It doesn't Although, lend itself toward the um Is that snow Halloween on the ground? Either. That might be snow on the ground mixed with uh, fall leaves. It might be. So the bottle is got the normal Blue Point logo, which is a lighthouse on the ocean or a buoy lighthouse. It's all blue. Tells you the longitude and latitude of Long Island, which is 40.77 and negative 73.02, apparently. It says sip back and relax on the top of the bottle. <laughs> Get it instead of sit. <laughs> I see what you did there. And it's a person with huge biceps holding up a pumpkin that seems to be stuck on their head. Wait. This could also be a squirrel with giant human arms and a biker jacket with a pumpkin on its head. What? It's hard to tell. I think that's what it is. Uh, he's standing in, yeah, what does appear to be snow-covered grass. Behind him is just a grassy field with trees. And this pumpkin is gigantic with a number one ribbon on it. I don't know if that means that this is award-winning beer or there's that the pumpkin, because it's so big, has won an award for its size. And the mother pumpkin ale seems to be etched into the pumpkin mm-hmm. on the logo. So maybe they are trying to evoke more Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like a late fall kind of a feel to it. Because that's certainly what it feels like. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Not necessarily what I would consider pumpkin, but definitely a fall, fall flavor. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Next up is Two Roads Brewing. Rosemary's Baby. All right. Rosemary's Baby. Try not to play favorites here. So Two Roads is out of Stratford, um, as we have mentioned in our previous episodes where we've covered their beer. Stratford, Connecticut. It's a traditional pumpkin ale with a two-road spin. It's aged in rum barrels. Uh, Did I mention that this is (laughs) 6.8%? For added complexity and depth of flavor, the result is a smooth drinking ale with notes of pumpkin, spice, vanilla, oak, and a touch of rum. Um, They also produce Rosemary's Other Baby, which we uh, acquired another bottle of this year with their, their party last weekend. And that one comes in at a whopping... 9.7 9.7 ABV. Um, and this is made using hand-selected, fresh-from-the-distillery Caribbean rum barrels. They age the beer even longer in these barrels to create this frightfully good Rosemary's Other Baby. The extra aging results in an otherworldly brew with even more wood and rum character. Yeah, so um, I really like Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. So It's going to be hard to beat this for me. Um, there is another one on here that I think really takes it for a run for its money, but they, it is, they are two very different beers. The difference between both shipyard and, and 
the shipyard pumpkin head and mother pumpkin ale from blue point is immediate right off the sip, right? Yep. When you take it, it is much stronger. This is not a, a easy drinking beer. This is not a beer that you have it, um, with a meal. No, but it is extremely drinkable. <laughs> it is incredibly drinkable. It is, it is almost warming. This is, this mm-hmm. is definitely like you could have those on like a warm fall day where it's like freakishly warm out mm-hmm. outside. I would wait until it starts to get darker outside and have the rosemary. I mean, I would yeah. have it any time because I love it so much. But for the most part, this is something that's almost closer. This is a darker ale. This is it's this a dark ale, but it doesn't it doesn't have the mouth feel of a dark ale. True, it's not as heavy as a dark ale. Yeah, but it is spicy right off the bat. You can yep. tell right away it's stronger. Yep, and you get that vanilla and oaky at the end of it. You get the vanilla and the rum. Right off the bat, and not rum in a in a, in a weird or or a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who's not the biggest fan of spiced rums, but kind of appreciates them, I feel like it really just gives it extra notes, and you can tell it's been aged in those wood barrels because oh, yeah. you can get that oaky it's flavoring very, it's right off the bat. It's very distinct, like you said, very distinct right off the bat compared to the other two. Right, but you do get notes of the fall. It is 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 behind the the rum and the vanilla and the spice. In the wood, you do get what the flavors that were more in the shipyard mm-hmm. um, pumpkin head. You get the the cinnamon, the allspice, the pumpkin pie flavorings, which make it reminiscent more of, uh, I'd say that late October kind of Halloween kind of time. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't warm you so much. Maybe like the Rosemary's Other Baby does, which is <laughs> way stronger. Um, and the Rosemary's Other Baby is very similar in both mouthfeel and, and flavor, yeah. but the... Oak the, components the, and the, the rum, rum factor factor, even the vanilla you factor. The I feel <laughs> the the things that make that unique as opposed to shipyard really do. Yeah, punch yeah. you in the mouth. Yeah, like right away you're like, mm, oh, that's ultra baby. That's what that is. Ultra mm-hmm. rosemary's. And that's not necessarily like I said. That's not a bad thing. That's not. It's it's great. It's it's up there with my favorites. I, I always have a tough time choosing. I've never done a taste off before with the pumpkin beers. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting because when we get to what my favorite is, I think that'll be. Interesting for me to take a taste between the two of them and finally maybe figure out which one I like best. I'm hoping it's more like um, choosing between your favorite children. I'm hoping they're both so good in so many different ways that I can't choose, but we'll see what happens. But Rosemary's Baby is up there. If you haven't tried it, you should try it. Two Roads is expanding all the time. Two Roads, like I say, is is pretty much one of our go-tos. I would say along with one of the other ones we're about to try. Yep. So I I can't say enough good stuff about Rosemary's Baby. It is definitely up there in terms of fall beers for me. It's it's I get excited yeah. about that every year when it comes out. It's true. It comes out a little earlier than it maybe should. <laughs> it comes out around the uh, beginning of August every oh, year. Yeah. And I Way always. Way before anyone is actually like ready to drink pumpkin yeah. beer. Or they tap it at the brewery and I always look at it and I go, oh, I can't. It, in I fact, can't. this year you had it uh, like mid-September and it was still just a little too early. Yeah, it was wrong. <laughs> I think when we went down to Florida, they also had a pumpkin beer that I tried. Oh, really? I think so, didn't I? And I was like, no, I can't. I drank it really fast. It's just, there's just when it's the summertime. Yeah. If it's 80 degrees outside, pumpkin just, beers don't belong. No, it's just something weird about it, which is probably why they're more New England. Yeah. You probably don't see a lot of Los Angeles, California, San Diego breweries, beer and pumpkin stuff. So the bottle for Two Roads is really interesting. Rosemary's Baby has its own logo that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby is, of course, like Rosemary's Baby. Uh-huh. So it's the bassinet from the end of the film, the really creepy kind of Tim Burton-esque, gothic, um, Victorian era uh, baby carriage. But ripped into it is a, uh, a three quarters of a jack-o'-lantern face. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool logo. It really um, evokes the Halloween spirit. 
it tells you what the beer is right off the bat because it's pumpkin face in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the roads is uh, not the two roads. The bottle is very orange with hints of green throughout it, uh, mostly in the stained glass cans that they use all the time around the bottle to kind of frame the Rosemary's Baby, which is on top of this orange sunset and the the brown ground. Yeah, it's got the that's just a really cool green and orange bottle. Yep. The logo is really neat. And uh, yeah, it's just Halloween. I would say of all the bottles we have, this is probably the the most distinctly Halloween instead uh, of just it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. That this and one other bottle are definitely the ones that are yeah distinctly Halloween as opposed yeah, to fall. just fall. Which one's next? Next up is the other beer you were just talking about. Thimble Island's Dark Pumpkin Porter. So Thimble Island is out of Branford, Connecticut. Um, this is an American porter, which makes it unique in this bunch of beers that we have uh, with an ABV of 5%. So it's still kind of mid range mm-hmm. um, and an IBU rating of 23, which is a little bit higher than the other ones. And Thimble Island says our dark pumpkin porter adds a twist to the classic robust porter. The sweetness of pumpkin blends perfectly with the roasted malt of the porter. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't find much information about it directly from Thimble Island, but reviews pretty much all agree that you get strong notes of nutmeg and then it's a little bit weaker on the cinnamon. Uh, A few people detected notes of chocolate as well as a coffee-like finish, which definitely makes sense that uh, a porter would lend itself to those flavors. Yeah, a porter is almost always going to have notes of coffee or chocolate in it. So I do also really like uh, the dark pumpkin porter. Yeah. I think last year I couldn't find it or didn't have a chance to have it, but I've, I've, Always gone on the hunt for the dark pumpkin porter. Mm-hmm. I actually think it was sold out last year when I tried to get it. Oh, yeah. So Ooh, Thimble Island I is that as soon as I opened yeah. it. <laughs> Thimble Island is also kind of one of our go tos in terms of just like hanging out at a brewery on a weekend. Yes, in terms of uh, episodes, I know we've done two roads episodes. We've also done Thimble Island episode as well, mm-hmm. which you can check back on. I like doing callbacks <laughs> old episodes. <laughs> so Thimble Island, uh, the one that we did was Lanai. Yes, which was the um, the coconut. Uh, sour which is kind of like our summer our summery beer that we did mm-hmm. like the summer summer beer which is interesting now because now we're doing it as a, a fall. fall fall beer they they do put out very seasonal beers yes and i will say i like thimble island summer beers quite a bit mm-hmm. did you see they just put out an uh an autumnal goza i think it's called it's uh, Vi- no not violet it's called we're going to uh thimble island again <laughs> but yeah i did see, i did see that <laughs> Uh, Thimble Island, before they did a lot of the summer beers, though, like I remember them when we started, when we first went to Thimble Island on the tour, mm-hmm. they were just packaging these and they had yep. up to the ceiling in their, uh, their loading garage. They had the dark pumpkin porter yeah. ready to go. When we went they there a few really, years ago, it was a very small operation. It was. Well, th- it was it yeah, small, pretty small. It's but, a smaller place. And they were mostly focused on porters. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this porter. They have uh, vanilla porter. Yeah. They do a lot. And they ales. did do a lot more ales. They had their standard all year round drinks, but it was mostly they focused on winter and fall, yeah. which I think is why this porter is fantastic. They've had a while to work on it. Perfect it. Mm, my first porter of the season. So oh, it's so good. This is very different from, I think, any of the other beers we're going to taste because it is a porter, because it is more wintry. Mm-hmm. The spice kind of like Rosemary's Baby does really hit you in the face, but it's a little heavier than Rosemary's Baby because it's not, it is a porter instead of an ale. So it's always going to be a little heavier and you definitely get that. Oh, that's good. You can taste, I don't know if I get the coffee so much, but I oh, do I, get that chocolate. I do get almost that and the mouthfeel, that kind of feeling of of biting into a a high percent cocoa dark chocolate at the end. 
I like definitely get coffee, 80. but the, the chocolate's very strong, but I, I do. You get the coffee? I do get coffee. Other than that, it's got a lot of similar notes to, I would say, the the Rosemary's and the Shipyard. Um, the porter kind of lends itself to almost tasting aged as well. That, that's got bit, that yeah. rum, oaky kind of flavor. But uh, and uh, obviously in terms of color, this porter is dark. Yes. That's the whole point. Mm. He's getting another note. <laughs> I'm trying to see what pumpkin note. Oh, yeah, I got that coffee there. I'm trying to figure out what note really overtakes it in terms of the, uh, like, which quote unquote pumpkin flavor you really get. That's probably the cinnamon. Yeah, that's really all. I, the The coffee and chocolate really overpowers the pumpkin, I feel like. See, I don't feel that. I still get that it's a pumpkin beer, but you also don't drink that many porters. They're not really That's your true. go-to porters and stouts. Whereas in the wintertime, I drink a lot of porters and stouts. Like that, that almost reminds me of uh, Expressway from Two Roads. A little bit. Methinks the lady does not drink enough coffee, ales, and stouts. <laughs> Fine. <But yes>. Busted. <laughs> it is definitely going down a road that... The others don't mm-hmm. in terms of, of pumpkin beer. But I think that this really stands out more than any of the other ones in terms of this is its own thing. Um, it definitely evokes Halloween. I would have this on Halloween, like yeah. a cold Halloween night. But I would also, much like Mother Pumpkin, I would have this at Thanksgiving time. Whereas I would say the oh, shipyard yeah. so far, and maybe even I love Rosemary's Baby, but I would say getting toward Thanksgiving, I'd be kind of over it. That'd be a good of- like after Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> drink. Absolutely. You've had your pumpkin pie. You've had your cheesecake. You're drinking coffee, but you're still drinking with the fam. Mm -hmm. You know, have some dark pumpkin porter. That's kind of, yeah, this really, I mean, the bottle is just black and (laughs) it's just the Thimble Island Loco dark pumpkin porter. And it's a pumpkin with a really scary pumpkin face, jack-o'-lantern with a really scary pumpkin face, uh, lit orange, kind of like almost backlit and the light inside of its mouth. It's just, you only see the illumination from the inside. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. It's really simple. But this it gets is, the point yeah. across. This is something you would have at Halloween up through probably Thanksgiving. Yeah. Whereas the other ones you would have leading up to, I would say, Halloween. Mm-hmm. So this and Mother Pumpkin Ale are definitely something a little more late in the season. Mm-hmm. And this is a little heavier. This is definitely something going into maybe a snowy day. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Not that we necessarily want snow days. I'm not a big snow. Before Halloween. No. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. That is good. They're all good. All right. Okay. So next up. Is yes, correct. Uh, Brooklyn Brewery Post Road Pumpkin Ale, and this is out of <gasps> Brooklyn. Shocker. Um, so this is a colonial style pumpkin ale with an ABV of five percent. Again, it uses. And I love how specific their website gets um, because it makes my research so much easier. It uses two row C sixty Belgian aromatic and wheat malts, Cascade hops, their own house ale yeast. And additions include Dickinson pumpkins and nutmeg. Dickinson. (laughs) What is a Dickinson pumpkin, you ask? Well, it's named after Elijah Dickinson, uh, who cultivated this particular type of pumpkin around 1835. And it soon became one of the most valuable heirloom pumpkin varieties available. It's apparently the backbone of the pumpkin pie industry, and it's commonly used in commercial products. These guys are big, as in like, 10 to 30 pounds plus on average and it's more tan than orange and oblong shaped so unique looking pumpkins and brooklyn brewery says get your gourd on (laughs) with a (laughs) with a warm fuzzy balance of heirloom malts a touch of spices and pounds of real pumpkins it's the real beer that kept american colonists resilient imagine what it could do for you 
And I absolutely loved their recommended pairings for this beer, which include holiday dishes, roasted ham and turkey, Instagram, root vegetables, jacket weather, macaroni and cheese, dad rock, (laughs) mascarpone, and Thanksgiving dinner. I like how they added Instagram in there. I really like dad rock. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. So. I love Brooklyn Brewery. I like a lot of their stuff. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had anything I didn't like from them. I have never had this beer. No. I didn't know they did a pumpkin beer until I saw it at the liquor store when I was buying these beers. And I was like, oh, snap. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get this for the cast and for me. For the cast. So the description's interesting. Like I said, I haven't had this. Let's crack it open. I feel like a lot of their labels, they're, they're very consistent with their labels. They're not necessarily the most creative, but this is very color coordinated. Yes. So they've definitely got, it's hard to describe their style. It's always got the cursive B that is the, the Brooklyn Brewery yep. symbol. Um, they're all very similar in terms of, of style of bottle. Like, hey, here's some stars and stripes. And they're not like an America kind of way, but like, kind of like grabbing your attention, kind of marquee kind of way. Mm-hmm. And very simple. Only this is orange. And but gold. With a pumpkin behind it. And gold, yeah, with a pumpkin behind it. So because we've never had this before, I can't really describe what it looks like. I'm going to pour this one into a glass a little okay. bit. So I just want to see. The color. The color. Ooh, it's very orange. It is very, very orange. Got a nice head on it. Got a nice head. It's, it's somewhat, it's not necessarily light. It's not dark out either. Just kind of orangey red. Yeah. Let us sip. Oh, that is different. I like that. So this is our most pumpkin beer that we've had. Very pumpkin. Oh, I even smelled, before I went into it, you can smell pumpkin. Yeah. Not like, hey, pumpkin pie, spices. I'm smelling pumpkin. This is pumpkin, yeah. They're not trying to hide it. No. At all. That's really good. It's so subtly pumpkin. Yeah. I can't really taste any other notes to it other than Mm -hmm. like, hey, this is an ale. That does remind me of like Brooklyn Ale, uh, the Brooklyn Ale. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Ales that I've tried before. If I was doing like a blind taste test, I was gonna I wouldn't be able to go, hey, this is Brooklyn. I'm not insanely talented like that in terms of <laughs> beer guessing. But if I tasted you know, it, I was like, mm, this is similar, and they go, oh, it's Brooklyn. I'd be like, oh, okay, yep, tastes like a, something I would have from uh, the Brooklyn Brewery. But yeah, that pumpkin though behind it, it's very, like very, very drinkable. It you can really smell the pumpkin going up, leading up to the glass, and then as you drink it, it's like beer. Oh, pumpkin. I would almost can can fall beers be crushable. I, I would almost say that this is a, a crushable beer. Like, I would say they could be. I don't see why they wouldn't be. I would even say that the Shipyard Pumpkinhead is crushable. True. Yeah, I don't think I, I, I wouldn't get sick of this. <laughs> I could just keep drinking it. <laughs> this is definitely more, more or less than the other ones. This is very different. This is very much pumpkin focused. Yeah. Which kind of does make it a, a fall, entire fall kind of beer. Very, you can very have appropriate this, all fall long. Once it hits like 60 degrees. All the way down to like Thanksgiving, I would have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After Thanksgiving and everything got Christmassy, I don't know if I'd still want it. Yeah, it, just because it is so pumpkin forward. Yeah. It's also a little light in terms of being an ale. It's a yeah. lighter ale that coming toward the wintertime, unless I'm eating food, I tend to want stouts, ales, darker ales and darker porters. That's mm-hmm. what I tend to gravitate toward. I mean, I'll always take a sour or a goza because I'm obsessed. You are. <laughs> <laughs> but- I would prefer some of those heavier beers toward the wintertime than a, a lighter fall beer. Yeah. Um, but this would definitely last me, you know, end of September through end of November for sure. Which for where we are is basically when fall starts. Yeah. That's really good. Wow. You, I'm seriously you impressed. You did like that. All right. Last but 
certainly not least, we have Southern Tier Brewing Com- Company, Pumpkin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Southern Tier is out of Lakewood, New York. And this is an Imperial Ale coming in at 8.6%. So this is the highest one that we have in this bunch, uh, Rosemary's Other Baby Notwithstanding. So if you go on their website, there's actually a really cute uh, animated commercial advertising all the different varieties of pumpkin. So you're going to have to watch that later. Um, there is cold press coffee pumpkin. I did almost buy that, but it was so different. that oh. I didn't, I didn't want to get it for the cast, but I will go back to the liquor store and get it. <laughs> uh, rum barrel aged pumpkin. I've had that. Chai tea infused pumpkin, which also sounds really intriguing. They also had chai that spices at the, they had that really at the well. store. Damn it. Why didn't you get it? <laughs> <laughs> and I also saw a nitro version in our liquor store, which I guess you didn't see. They're in cans. Um, but for some reason that wasn't included in their little commercial. So Southern Tier describes pumpkin as being deep copper in color uh, and a fermented with ale yeast. Two varieties of hops, which unfortunately they do not list. Two varieties of malts, pumpkin and spices. You will get an aroma of pumpkin, pie spices, buttery crust, vanilla and roasted pecans. It has a medium light body and a moderate bitterness at 30 IBU. And they recommend pairing this beer with a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, pumpkin pie and rolls and interestingly smoked foods. Yeah, I can see that. Um, They also have recipe ideas, including pumpkin bacon. Pumpkin cheesecake brownies. I'm okay with this. Yes. And even pumpkin gravy. So. I've never had like pumpkin. To each gravy. their own. <laughs> I'd be um, interested. Yeah, it could be. So all, all of this uh, is uh, right on Southern Tears website. If you want to try any, um, I will probably at least be making the cheesecake brownies. So if any of you happen to explore the pumpkin gravy option, let us know how it is. Can we open it now? Can we open it now? Yeah, go for it. All right. So fun fact, uh, <laughs> pumpkin, I think, was the first pumpkin beer I ever had. Yep. Or no. Mine too. I think the dark pumpkin porter from Thimble might have been the first. Oh, really? No. You're not. I'm lying. Pumpkin I, is the I think first. it's pumpkin. So pumpkin. Which actually used to be very elusive yes. in our area. Like kegs would sell out immediately. It was immediately. very expensive. You yep. couldn't find it. If it was on tap, you'd have to buy it now. Yep. And you would always get, this was the last glass we have on tap. Yep. Uh, you barely that found it in the liquor store. happened to us more than once. It is, after I had it, I was obsessed with pumpkin beer and it, mm-hmm. it remains. Right now, this is the beer I was talking about that is the one that I can't decide if I like this the or Rosemary's Baby. direct competitor to Rosemary's Baby. So they let's see really how different good. they are. Um, shout out to Thimble Island Dark Pumpkin Porter too, because I love that, but yeah. I feel like it's so different than the others. But oh my God, pumpkin. I'm just, I'm <laughs> really excited because I haven't had it yet this year. Oh, you, you smell it. Just smell the bottle. Just smell the bottle. Immediately you get that pumpkin pie. It nah. smells like pumpkin pie. You absolutely smell the vanilla crust, mm-hmm. graham cracker crust. and what, Buttery crust. So before we start drinking it, <laughs> I'm going to read the bottle because the bottle is pretty simple. It just says pumpkin. There's a pumpkin with a crown on it. Yeah, on no uh, like illustration or anything. I remember the old bottle being a little better, mm-hmm. uh, being a little more descriptive, but that's they fine. They did change it, yeah. Because now they have words. <laughs> Do we brew with magic? Taste and see. Pumpkin's complex, luscious pie-like notes make this an otherworldly ale. One sip and you'll know why Pumpkin has worn the crown since 2007. Long live the king. <laughs> uh, and they have on the others, the underneath the logo for Pumpkin, it says pumpkin pie in a glass. And that is absolutely exactly what this Accurate. is. Yep. So this is a huge bottle that we got because they don't have smaller bottles for the original classic yeah, pumpkin. What, 
it, what, how many ounces are in that bottle? It used to be only sold in the big single bottles. Um, this is, yeah, this is a pint. Just oddly shaped. Nope. I'm sorry. This is one pint, pint, nine fluid ounces. Wow. So this is 25 ounces. It's a weird size, 500 milliliters. So that's probably why milliliter size. It's a standard kind hmm. of even number. So I'm sure European wise, this is a standard bottle. Uh, essentially it's two glasses. Hmm. Good go. for them. <laughs> so this tastes like you get the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's very light. It's deceptively light for the In actual color. taste. Yeah. It's it's light. It's kind of orangey. But when you drink it, the spice hits you right away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's probably the higher alcohol content. Yeah. Helps with that. Um, but the first notes you get, I feel, are the graham cracker or vanilla crust. Mm-hmm. It's that's what you get immediately. And then you get the the ginger, cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg, pumpkin flavors. And you do yeah. get it, it really some of the is other like ones, you're biting into a piece of pie. Yeah, you do get some pumpkin in it. Yeah. Unlike some of the other ones where you get like like pumpkin coffee, like you get the notes that remind you of pumpkin pie. You do get a little bit of pumpkin in this as well. Mm-hmm. But that that overriding note, which is interesting because none of the other ones I think had the crust notes. No, no, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I mean, the dark pumpkin porter has vanilla. Rosemary's baby has vanilla. Definitely has vanilla. But I feel like the rum takes away from it being a pumpkin pie flavor. Right. That almost tastes like a a companion to it. Like you were having rum with your pumpkin pie. Yeah. But you didn't actually get the crust part. This actually like recreates the crust. I feel like this beer more than any other doesn't try to evoke the taste of pumpkin pie. This t- beer tries to be pumpkin pie, <laughs> which is amazing. Fun fact, when I was younger, I hated pumpkin pie. Yeah, that's really strange considering how obsessed with it you are now. I love pumpkin pie now. Um, not as much as apple pie, but I do love pumpkin pie. But I certainly love pumpkin beer better. <laughs> True. Uh, so yeah, pumpkin is just, it's so good. <laughs> so those are our six beers. So I think now we can kind of have a bit of a taste off. Round one, fight. So first off, in terms of similarity, the shipyard and the mother pumpkin. Yes. So shipyard. It's just light. It's sweet pumpkin pie. The insides at least scooped out. It's it's so light and sweet that, you know, Shipyard, it, while it might not be my favorite, it would always be my go-to. Like, I would buy if far more Shipyards yeah. than I would buy Rosemary's Baby or Pumpkin even. Mm-hmm. Just, I can drink this all, Shipyard all day. All day I can drink Shipyard. It is sweet and delicious and fantastic and light. I would say pit Shipyard against Brooklyn because I feel like those are going to be very similar except the Brooklyn minus the spices. Well, considering I just took a sip of Mother Pumpkin, you are right. You cannot compare Mother Pumpkin and Shipyard like I thought. Mother Pumpkin is just like this other level in terms of flavor. Like it's not light. It's not super spicy, but it is very much. It's just a winter beer. I'm just getting thanks. It's just I picture Thanksgiving dinner when I yeah. drink the Mother Pumpkin. Yeah. I don't picture pumpkin or the sweetness or candy or anything like that. Yeah. Like I, I don't think that a cinnamon sugar rim would complement that no not at all but mother pumpkin after taking that other sip would go with turkey really well absolutely all right thanksgiving it is all right so now we're doing the shipyard versus post road uh pumpkin (laughs) very scientific uh evaluation folks you're right that is a very close they complement each other really well i'll say that (laughs) because like shipyard pumpkin head you're getting like the ingredients in a pumpkin pie and like Post-road pumpkin ale, you're getting the pumpkin. Pumpkin. I'm going to try something. Uh Uh-oh. 
a Franken beer, if you will. Just, just don't get it on your shirt. <laughs> they go together. You can mix these two. <laughs> so yeah, you mix them and they do complement each other. They are very similar beers. Well, the Post Road Pumpkin might be a little darker. What's interesting is they all have their niche. They all kind of fall, fall into a different category. Yeah, or another. they all, they are very different. I don't think we could fairly like, say one is. Like Mother Pumpkin, if I was looking for a pumpkin beer, like what I think of as a pumpkin beer traditionally, mm-hmm. as being like, oh, I got to get my Halloween beers, because that's kind of what I picture in my head. Yeah. There's pumpkin beers are my Halloween beers. Um, Mother Pumpkin would not do it for me. No. So I can see maybe Blue Points Pumpkin didn't get very good reviews because it's not trying to be that. It is a Thanksgiving beer that is pumpkin. Forward. So that makes sense. Yeah. And maybe that's something they should kind of more advertise in the bottle. That's maybe that's what they they need to do because it's not bad at all. I like it a lot. It's just early winter kind of a beer than it is a fall beer. And they should maybe update their website to include it and acknowledge it in their lineup. Blue Point, we love you. We just want to see you getting your beers out there. Yeah. Which maybe is a good time to say this summer I want to do Blue Point Blueberry as, a, as an episode. Sure. <laughs> So I'm going to go back to the pumpkin because this is it. Pumpkin v. Rosemary. Oh, can I find a... Which one's my favorite? I don't know. I almost don't want to know. You don't want to betray the other? I don't. God. Pumpkin with the... I mean, it's strong. It is a strong beer, but those flavors, that vanilla and that graham cracker crust just mm-hmm. really get me. And it's probably because I love vanilla so much and I love yeah. graham cracker. I bet that's why you why you can't choose between the two of them is because they are so spice and vanilla forward. I can't choose. This is so much spice with a hint of vanilla. And the other one is vanilla with just a hint of spice and the graham cracker. It's mm-hmm. just like like we said before, they all f- fall into so many different niches. It's like I always thought like, do I like Rosemary's Baby or pumpkin better? Now that I'm having them back to back and having all these pumpkin beers again. It's like and there's something said about the shipyard. The more I have the shipyard, the more I like it. Not that I never didn't like it. It's just they all have their own little place in this pumpkin beer world that they all deserve to be tried. I would still say that Rosemary's Baby and Pumpkin are going to be my number ones. Always. I would say Rosemary's is probably what I would consider my favorite. I can see Pumpkin probably being too strong for you. A little bit. It It's very good. You don't like um, things that like really burn, like beers yeah. that burn anyway. So I would say Rosemary is my favorite. Shipyard would be a very solid go-to. And I am very pleasantly surprised by the Brooklyn pumpkin. Yeah, based on your that reaction, might, I thought might, that would be one. Yeah. Here, do you want to do gonna, a taste That's off? not going to be Rosemary for me, but... Oh, here, here. It's a it's a contender. Here's a versus match. Elise, Rosemary's versus Brooklyn pumpkin ale. Post-road pumpkin. She's drinking the Rosemary's. Now she's drinking the Brooklyn post-road pumpkin ale. They're just, they're two very different animals. I don't think that I could they are. compare them fairly. I'd um, say the post-road pumpkin is, along with mother pumpkin. The most drinkable uh, the, for me. Oh, I don't know if mother pumpkin is the most drinkable, but yeah, I mean, post-road pumpkin is very drinkable. Yeah. I'd say a shipyard is for me the most drinkable, mm-hmm. but post-road pumpkin and mother pumpkin are their animals in and of their own. Yeah. Mostly because post-road pumpkin is focused on the pumpkin. It's not pumpkin pie. And Mother Pumpkin is pumpkin and clove and it's flavors that evoke the later Late holidays. Fall. Yeah. Um, but Thimble Island Pumpkin Porter will always have a special place in my heart because it is pumpkiny and wintry at the same time. Like I would almost say that while well, Rosemary's and Pumpkin are going to be my favorite, 
Thumal Island is a second that I really like. Mm-hmm. And drinking Dark Pumpkin Porter more than I think the other two mm-hmm. really remind me that it's maybe okay that the seasons change. Like <laughs> there's stuff to like about the later seasons because I hate fall. <laughs> but for those that so don't know me, much. I also really hate the winter. Yes. I only like late spring and summer. I like it warm. And the in there are f- very few things that really make me happy that it's getting cold on that is jackets and, and foodstuffs. <laughs> and drinking the dark pumpkin porter is like always every year, like one of the first things I drink where I'm like, it's going to be okay, Mike. We can get through this. <laughs> there's, there's better beer. As long the as way. there's enough pumpkin porter. Yeah. The good thing about fall and winter is the beers are great. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the bad thing about the spring is there's really no good spring beers. No. You get summer beers, fall beers, winter beers. There are spring beers, but I don't Spring beers I don't feel like, like summer beers that are too early. Yeah, that's just weird. I'm surprised. I really thought, not that I wanted to choose between pumpkin and rosemary's. I really thought this would be, and I didn't want to rate them, which I'm not going to. I mean, I did say that the other two were my favorite. They all have their own place in the world. Like, yeah, I'm glad I tried all of these. They're all very unique. They're all very unique. Mother Pumpkin, we kind of, I think, I think put down, but also talked about how it's got its own place. Yeah. I will absolutely be buying some Mother Pumpkin maybe for Thanksgiving just to mm-hmm. try to drink with turkey and stuff like that. Like that's something I'm going to buy closer to Thanksgiving. The Brooklyn Pumpkin, if it's, if it's still available, maybe the same thing. Yep. Um, Shipyard Pumpkin, Rosemary's Baby, and the Thimble Island, I always get year round anyway. True. So, I mean, I guess I've always, we've always been... Numerous pumpkin people in this house anyway. <laughs> pumpkin people. We've, I like it. We always like switch between like if pumpkin's available on draft, I'm going to get that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy shipyard because it's super drinkable. And yes, I do want the cinnamon sugar room. Thank you, bartender. <laughs> <laughs> and then at home, we buy Rosemary's Baby uh, six packs and the Thimble Island six packs as mm-hmm. well. And we'll have them when we go to their breweries. So I think we're very lucky where to be where we are to have such access to all these different beers. Yeah. And breweries, yes. I think what we found out today <laughs> is that pumpkin beers come in all shapes and forms. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to have to overlay that. Too. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's no right or wrong answer to what pumpkin beer is best. Well, what pumpkin beer, there's a pumpkin beer that'll fit you. As long as you don't hate pumpkin and pumpkin pie. I mean, if you hate falls, flavors, and spices, then yeah. yes, pumpkin beers. Are not for are you, not for you. But of this bunch, you will find something that you like. Right. And and maybe even more like the dogfish head pumpkin we weren't able to have. Mm-hmm. And the pumpkin comes in so many different varieties now. Yep. Rosemary's got Rosemary's other baby. It's also, and I don't know if they released it, Sear has a Rosemary's other stepchild, mm-hmm. which is kind of an offshoot from Rosemary's other baby. They all have a place. They're all very good. They're all very unique and different and have their own flavor profile. And I think that's something that can, that's, I think that's great. I would agree. I think this was a very successful battle of the pumpkin. I do believe so. It was a battle where everyone put down their weapons and, <laughs> and came to a peace and drank a lot of beer. <laughs> Everything can be solved. And with all more was beer. well. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> As she drinks a Rosemary's Baby because she's double fisting with two beers in her hands. <laughs> hey. Hi, hi, hi. So I see our time is up. Indeed it is. So we were going to talk about our trip to Universal and Halloween Horror Nights to kind of pair with the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe we'll put That might put be out, excessive for this episode. Yeah, maybe we'll put out a mini episode where we talk about our thing and what we saw and there stuff like that. So we'll put out a mini-sode before Halloween as well. Yes. This was fun. We hope that you enjoyed our, our adventure. Our taste off. And that it will uh, help guide you towards your next pumpkin beer purchase. Maybe we should do a taste off every season. Yeah. 
Yay! Winter Taste Off coming soon. <laughs> Let us know in the comments or on social medias which winter beers you guys think are best. And we'll do a taste test of yeah, what we'll you guys Yeah, we'll do our suggest. best to find them in our local store. Remember that we're from Connecticut. So either send us free beer, which you can't in Connecticut because Connecticut's got lame laws about that. True. Or just make sure that it's accessible around our area. And yeah. So again, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kraken One Open. And if you like the sound of my voice, I've got two <laughs> other podcasts I do. One of the podcasts, the biggest podcast I've got, is probably Forgotten Cinema that I do with my buddy Mike Which Field. Which is currently Forgotten Horror. True. So we're doing a Forgotten... Let me tell you about Forgotten Cinema first. <laughs> forgotten Cinema is a podcast um, that I do with my buddy Mike Field where we talk about movies that for whatever reason seem to have been forgotten by audiences, mm -hmm. whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or a movie just simply didn't catch on in its initial run. We talk about what we like about the movie, maybe don't like, and why we think it was forgotten and why we think it's worth a revisit. As Elisa said, Forgotten Horrors this month where we have five <laughs> weeks of different horror movies. We're actually finishing it up this week with the horror movie Fright Night. The remake, 2011 remake starring uh, Colin Farrell and Anton Yelchin. It's a great movie. Check out the podcast. Check out the movie. And we're available wherever podcasts can be found. We're also available on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Forgotten Cinema Pod. Please feel free to let us know what movies you think are forgotten and we'll add it to our list to check out. And you can also visit us on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com. I've also got two player bros I do with my brother Alex, where we're two brothers who play way too many video games. Uh, join us while we talk about all things on Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, PC, VR. We talk previews, reviews, and brand new news. And uh, that's fun too. It's a fun podcast. Uh, you can check that out as well, wherever podcasts can be found and on twoplayerbros.com. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Till next time. Cheers.